Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today, we're, uh, we're continuing our Mount Rushmore series, and uh, we're going to go into our favorite video game villains. Who wants to start us off? Since both of you paused and looked at me, I guess I'll start. <laughs> I mean, I can go. I don't care. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know what? I will go. <laughs> I never go first. No, no, no. After you, I insist. <laughs> All right. So I will start this off because uh, I never go first. And um, so I'm trying to figure out which one I want to say first because I feel like the my first one on the list is going to be one that at least one of you might have. On your list. So I'll just say it. Uh, it's from the Arkham games. Obviously Joker. Th- the best villain game. Uh, vil- video game villain, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll agree with the caveat on why he's not on my list or my honorable mentions is he didn't get his start in video games. So I was being a little pedantic with that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, that, right. I agree, actually. Like, I... I think you made a really good pick, and that is one of the yes. honorable mentions that I have. But I kind of had the same mindset. It was like, okay, he started with the cartoon that we all grew up yeah, with and right. was moved to the video game later. Yeah. Yep. Granted, I came up with this list today. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not much of a, uh, much, as much of a gamer as you guys are. So, like, um, so, like, I Don't was basing it off. Cred. <laughs> I was basing it off of my more limited view of of video games because I play more so the superhero games and the um Marvel. Marvel, <laughs> yeah. Well that's DC. <laughs> Marvel is definitively not DC. Oh, oh Joker you're, you're is Joker. DC. Yes. yes, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no. I I it was on my list because it's one of the more iconic villains that I've been able to play mm-hmm. uh, against in a video game. Yeah. So I definitely think he deserves to be on there. I will say that like the final boss fight of the first Arkham was really a letdown, but that's not the Joker's fault. That was just yeah. really bad video game mechanics to finish off what was an epic game and an epic story with that character. Yep. And especially with the way that it was, written and portrayed like Mark Hamill stepping back into the booth for this character for the first time in a long time. Again, that that just makes it more so and I love too. So I remember watching an interview with Conroy where he was talking about seeing Hamill in the booth filming for the Joker for this game. And he was like, he's just like this nice, lovable dude when you're talking to him outside. And then he steps in the booth and he just like morphs and he's moving around as the Joker as he's speaking. And it's like it's just like definitively mark hamill is joker yeah period absolutely so yeah i absolutely think that he deserves to be on the list for sure yes and if you can't tell from any of our previous episodes about voiceovers and and anything like that mark hamill is our hero Uh, (laughs) one of of our heroes yeah no one north is no one yeah because duh (laughs) <laughs> Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Oh yeah. Yep. I just really discovered like who he was recently. <laughs> um like I I know of ones that he's played before, or people he's played before, but I never knew who he was. You don't, so. And you don't realize just how much he's actually in yeah. until you sit down and look up like an IMDb or oh, something. Yeah. And That's a like, lot of crap, the voice actors. <laughs> and I'll say that there are three others that are incredible voice actors. 
who one of them is actually on this list for me. Nice. So we'll get to him and I'll call him out when yeah, it comes. Cool. Sorry. Well, that's my first one. So y- y'all can uh, keep going. So my first pick is from a game that I have mentioned on the podcast before, and it's Seymour from Final Fantasy X. Okay. Mm. All right. And so for Dan, I'll give you a little bit of context because you haven't played Please. those games. So <laughs> so Seymour is one of those characters that's like, he can be annoying to some, but he just has this presence. The first time you see him in the game, you immediately think, oh, I don't trust that guy. Mm-hmm. He's creepy. I do not like this guy. And he basically proves that with throughout the game constantly. And it's like he with part of his scheme was to force one of the main heroes in your party, Yuna into marrying him and kind of like using blackmail and trying to push her in that direction. And the whole point of it is with Yuna is a summoner and summoners go through this journey to get, keep building up strength and get stronger to the point that they can get their final summon. And that's how they defeat the creature known as sin. And what you find out throughout the game is that whoever the summoner has to use one of their allies to create the final summon. So basically they're sacrificing one of the people they're closest to, to create the final summon to kill sin. Mm. And then that final summon, AKA their friend is reborn as sin later. Ooh. And Seymour knows that this is going on and he's blackmailing Yuna to marry him so that he can eventually become the summon because he wants to be sin because he wants to destroy the world and bring his version of peace. Ooh. Yeah. And throughout the game, he just keeps popping up. And there's this key moment towards the end of the game where he just shows up. And it's like, what are you doing here? You should have been stopped. And he goes, oh, you mean by all of the Ronso? They're all gone. And it's it's just like you just had this big moment with the Ronso leading up to this moment. And so it's like he's just this villain that you just want to hate. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you see him, you know that he cannot be trusted. And he continues to just show how scummy and villainous he is throughout the game. Nice. Well, it's uh, it's not just that he keeps showing off that. He keeps upping the ante. Yeah. And it's like you think he can't be more villainous. And then the next time you fight him. So you fight him a total of four times Mm. throughout the game. And... Every time he shows up, he's more villainous than the last. And he's and you can even see that, like, if every time you fight him, his form is changed. The first time you fight him in his, is his normal body. The second time is a more corrupted version of his body. Third time is an even more corrupted version. And then the final time is, like, the ultimate corruption of him, where it's like he could potentially have become sin had he had that power of the final summon at that point. Like, Oof. he just keeps getting stronger and upping the ante. So it was just one of those villains that has stuck with me. And Final Fantasy X being one of my all-time favorite games. Minus mm-hmm. the Chocobo races. That should have been on the list as my favorite <laughs> top villain. That, that was my favorite villains, not my most hated villains. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, he's, he's just one of those characters that really stood out to me. Yeah. Nice. Good explanation of that, too. Uh, yeah. Kind of helps realize it for me. I want to try and do that better in this episode because there's some villains in the previous episodes that I don't think I went into as much as I could have. So I'm going to try to make a note of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for mine, like most people will know who they are. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. And Joker is like, you don't really need to explain it. Anyone that has knows literally anything, anything about the about Joker Batman. knows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yeah. But so, anyway, David. All right, so just to preface, I might this might be surprising to you all. I did not add any of the villains from the Silent Hill franchise to this. Hmm. Uh, namely because all the villains in the Silent Hill franchise, if you really get into the lore, 
are representations of the main character. Ooh. Uh, so, um, my Can't number hate one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the point was you have to deal with your own demons. Yeah. Of course. Anyway, my number one is Shodan, the malevolent AI from System Shock Two. Um. Interesting. Yes. I've never heard of it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, 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 that's good. That's good. You'll need uh, to provide some context. Yes. Yep. So, Shodan is, uh, uh, she, as prefaced, she is an AI. Uh, she maintains the space station, uh, the Citadel, uh, which is a space station over Earth. I'm blanking on the actual name for it right now. The Watchtower. No, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she's continually, she's your main source of quest of uh, the quest line like mm-hmm. she's telling them hey i need you to go do xyz yeah and then eventually you pick up enough in the lore where it's like no 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 oh oh she's using me as her lackey to get to her own ends okay no no we're done we're yeah. done um and then you think you get rid of her and then you just have this moment where you're in the room you're thinking hey th- sweet I-, I did it i i won the room goes black and every panel turns around to a screen, and all you see is Shodan looking at you saying, just when you thought you got out. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was honestly probably one of my first exposures to a truly maniacal villain and a major plot twist in huh. the game. So that's why Shodan is there. That and also, y'all know my stance on many things technological. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so... I would argue Shodan is kind of part of why I feel feel towards AI like I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nice, cool. A little bit of a Skynet situation there. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> I'm just throwing my knowledge out there. No, you're good. It's, it, it's, it's a good facsimile. That's you're Dan. Good. Like I am a nerd. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Look at my room. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to prove your nerd cred, dude. You're good. <laughs> All right. I probably do because I probably butchered that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was understandable for me, so that's all good. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, my uh, my second one um, is uh, Doctor Octopus from the uh, uh, Spider-Man PS4. Nice. Um, again, twenty eighteen. Spider-Man? Yes, I do believe so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the same franchise as the Miles Morales one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Yep. Okay. But yeah, so, I mean, again, if if anybody knows anything about Spider-Man, you know who Dr. Octopus is. But, like, this particular iteration, I felt like they went into a little bit more of the backstory and how he you know, became Dr. Octopus and it was, it was a mentorship situation, mm-hmm. almost kind of like how Dr. Connors was for Spider-Man as well. Mm-hmm. But like every time it's something that makes them go crazy and it's not his fault. He's trying to help the world, yeah. but it's just, it ends up just making him go crazy. Yeah. yeah. A I malfunction. For, for me, that version of Doc Ock had the most, emotionally compelling story yeah and i don't know if it's just because i was actually playing through it as opposed to just watching it on a movie Mm -hmm. screen or reading it in a comic book or something 
but like there's, there's so much such... more time to get to know them and, right yeah and it's just the way that that game was it was just written so beautifully yeah yes. and it's like there's not many games that get me emotional but that one was one of those games that really just got to me mm-hmm. and like that whole back and forth especially with the final sequence between peter and doc ock at yeah. the end of the game is just mm-hmm. like man like just so beautifully written. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. And, and no discredit to Sam Raimi for Spider-Man 2, which I think that's what most people think of Doctor uh, Doc, uh, Dr. Octopus as yeah. that yeah. particular portrayal. Alfred Molina. Thank you. Yeah, Alfred Molina, like, he is the on-screen Doc Ock. Oh, yes. Period. Yeah. But this version of Doc Ock in the video game was such a good alternative. Yeah, like, and they fleshed out the emotional tie between the two characters yes. so yep. much better in the game. Yes, well, they, they had a lot more time to do it in the game. Like you right. said, like you're building it up. Whereas with the movie, it's like, okay, realistically, we only have a few hours that we yeah. can really work with this. But yep. exactly. Yep. I, I think that definitely helps a lot with that iteration of yeah. it. Cause it just, it connects you to it. So that much more. Yeah. And <clears throat> like you said, that emotional connection is just like, Oh, you just want him to, to be able to do what he wants, but then just knowing it, didn't work out just yeah. like oh especially knowing that he was responsible for what happens after that yeah. or leading yep. up to that and it's just like there's just such a heavy emotional toll mm-hmm. and it really gets to you and it's just again it's just written so beautifully yeah that and frankly i was a little surprised how they were able to tie in mr negative to that yeah mm. so yeah yeah not to derail and sorry on, <laughs> honestly though that that brings up the point that i was kind of thinking in my head though was that like the main villain of that uh that game was Mr. Negative basically. Or like it, not the main villain but like the one you see the most I feel like. That was kind of somewhat of a bait and switch ish. It yeah. was like he was what was in the advertising leading up to it. Yeah. And then like we didn't know if they were going to go fully into the Doc Ock story in the game just depending on how long the story was and whatnot with Mr. Negative but to like start it off with Mr. Negative and then really like bring it home with Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like I would have put Mr. Negative as just because he w- was what they put forward as the main villain. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I actually didn't care for Mr. Negative as a villain to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it was just like Dr. Octopus definitely far outshines that mr negative doesn't really get the emotions going like doc ock because it's like you kind of have an idea that he's going to be a bad guy the entire time whereas Mm -hmm. doc ock it's like you're still hoping it's like at least give me one game with him as doc the doctor and not doc ock yeah Yeah. (laughs) also let me play as him Uh (laughs) (laughs) no they did they did different game though they did yeah octodad All right, next. My second pick is Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2. (laughs) He is one of those, like, he's maniacal, but in a like a goofy way. And it's like he, he has somewhat of a good ultimate goal in that he's wanting to protect his daughter. But the means in which he goes about it is where it becomes villainous. Like, he's just such a, like, scummy person. Like, he's just so selfish and self-driven and self-motivated. It's like, 
but then it brings in the comedy aspect of it with the things he says. He just like calls you randomly over the phone. He was like, "Hey, I've got a diamond diamond stallion named uh, Butt Stallion." <laughs> no, like I'm not kidding. It's a real horse made of diamonds. And then you hear the neigh in the background, and it's like, "Yep, there it is." I was gonna call it Piss for Brands, but then I thought it would get confused every time I call you. <laughs> so, it's just this like back and forth, and just like all of the one liners and the goofy things that he says throughout. And it's like he's such a fun, goofy villain, mm-hmm. but he's also like one of those villains. that's like, okay, I'm enjoying you, but I cannot wait to kill you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny that when you first started describing it i was thinking oh like kind of like sandman how it's like oh yeah he's out there for for his daughter but he, i didn't want any of this <laughs> and then just flies away but anyway uh, <laughs> nope he definitely Spider-Man goes down three. swinging <laughs> good nice so <laughs> As soon as you put that one in he was actually my number four <laughs> <laughs> nice well played so, yeah, I, I have nothing to add. It's it's exactly that, where he's one of these characters where they make him endearing, but at the same time, they make you want to absolutely demolish yeah. this man. He's been just denigrating you the entire storyline. Yeah. He's one of those villains you want to see on the screen more often, only because it gives you that much more motivation to kill him in the end. <laughs> yes. But it's in a fun way. Yeah. Like, that whole, like, piss for brains interaction, and then another time later... He was just like, so I called in this group of soldiers and one of them ate the other. Like, just straight up ate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's kind of the quintessential example of, of of loving to hate a character. Yeah. So I feel like that makes a good uh, a good villain in a video game, too, is like loving to hate them, which means you want to play it more. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that, yeah. I think you that want makes to it. see the villains demise all the more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. I agree. So I'll shift around my list. <laughs> I told you I was going in release order. That yep, like yep. you chose not to do that. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, I guess that takes up your turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to my next one then. Uh, so this is going way, way back to beginning of PlayStation uh, releases. Uh, Dr. Neo Cortex from Crash Bandicoot. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Original, uh, PlayStation villain. Honestly, I don't know much of the storyline. I just remember (laughs) it being amazing to play at the time because it was like, (gasps) my, well, it wasn't my first video game, but it was like the first real video game I could play. And I was just like, I love it. (laughs) I'll need a little bit more context because I actually never got the chance to play the uh, Crash Bandicoot games. Okay. Nice. So Crash Bandicoot, uh, it's exactly what he sounds like. He's a bandicoot, um, a marsupial. Um, But he just goes around like breaking open boxes and eating wampa fruit and um, he has a little uh, mat, like a not a kabuki like mask, but clips a, of him and stuff. So it's like I know yeah. he's got the like bird or whatever yeah. on his shoulder. No, that's it, that's it's banjo. A, oh, banjo. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a it's a mask. It's mask, like a that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tribal mask. Yeah, yeah, like a witch doctor. Uh, yeah, but Neo Cortex was like a. I can't remember if he was like a time traveler or something, but he was definitely um technologically advanced and stuff and he um he was going after like the the crystals of that were on this island and honestly like i said i can't remember the full storyline but it was just like 
So he, it's kind of in the same vein as Dr. Eggman and Sonic. Yeah, basically. Bit, yeah. yeah. It, it was the updated version of Sonic the Hedgehog, I, I feel like. Okay. Um, it tracks. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had all his minions that all had to do with, like, um, oh, I want to say they were, like, um, like they're, one of them was en- Entropy. So it was en- Entropy, which is... Like a help me out here, David. What what's entropy? <laughs> entropy is the fact that everything uh, everything reverts back to chaos. Right. Okay. Um. So like it it all had to do with like these puns about um, about physics or physics. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I can't remember uh, what some of the other Don't villains were, it's but been years since I played. Yeah. Um. But yeah, entropy and neocortex and like um. I know my brother's going to be like kicking me for, for uh, not remembering these, but, um, but yeah, no, anyway, so it's just fun. Like there's all these levels where like you're running backwards from a stone that, uh, is, uh, rolling after you or a a bear, like a polar bear or something. And you can ride a little baby polar bear running away from it and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the, uh, the tail end of uncharted four where you're playing as Nate, uh, uh, Nate and Ellie's daughter, mm-hmm. and she's trying to beat her dad's time on the PlayStation. Oh yeah, that's that scene. That yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, but again, I really can't remember much of the storyline or the um the motivation that Neo Cortex had. I just remember it being really fun. So <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So my third pick is Voss from Far Cry Three. Mm. And he was one of those villains that's like, he died too early in the game. Mm. Because they killed him off at like the halfway point. And they're like, oh, just kidding. Here's a whole other island with another villain that you have absolutely no attachment to. And I was just like, but why though? He was such a good villain. And it's like this, it's like, he's just this crazy guy. And like the whole game starts with him just killing your brother. Do you know the definition of insanity? (laughs) It's like the game starts with him killing your brother in front of you. And then he's just standing there with a gun and throws his arms on. He goes, what are you doing? Run, get as far as you can run. And it's just like, it's immediately throws you into the panic and you have to run and you hear the dogs running after you barking. And he's like, you're getting shot at. And it's like, it starts off in this like intense moment. And as you go through the game, every time you interact with him, he just sits down and does this like monologue. But the way that like the voice actor delivers it is so chilling and Mm -hmm. so well done. And it's just like that moment that David alluded to. He's sitting at the top of this cavern with you tied up and he's talking to you. He's like, do you know what the definition of insanity is? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. I feel like that's happening to me because I'm pretty sure I've killed you like four times. And yet here you are sitting in front of me (laughs) and he's just kind of going back and forth. And then he gets right up in your face and goes, do you know what the definition of insanity is and grabs you and just throws you off the cliff and you're tied to the cinder block that's going to, and there's water down there where at the bottom of the cliff that you're thrown off of. And it's just this another intense moment. And it's just like just the delivery and the way that he, speaks and set like oh dude it's just so well done i think another thing that actually really makes a villain in a video game is the voice acting oh yeah like if there's not a good voice actor playing a villain just don't even bother 
Like, yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, Voss was done so well that he kind of like took off. And there's people like there's this one guy on YouTube that was just uploading videos and he was dressing and act exactly like Voss was in the game and would speak like him and was just doing these like maniacal things. And it was just it really just added to it, even though it wasn't an official part of the lore. It wasn't an official release from the studio or anything, but it was done so well that he like he just had this connection with all of the fans. And he was like this uh, kind of like yeah. what we were saying with handsome Jack. It was like, yeah. is this villain that you love to hate and mm-hmm. you wanted to get the fight. And it was a lot of people were disappointed that you do take him out so early in the game. Cause after that, it's like, well, I don't feel like I have the emotional connection to this game anymore. Yeah. But Voss was such a good villain that I wanted to play the game. And I've gone back and played the game multiple times because of it. And arguably Voss is what has made the far cry series what it is now. Yep. Oh, because wow. the first two games weren't, bad but they really didn't get a big following there was kind of more of a cult following and then when the trailers came out and just started showing Voss like the interest from for Far Cry 3 went from middle level to just top tier like everyone was like who is that who is that villain yeah and so he's just one of those villains that like really gets your attention And, and I will say I almost put pagan men on here Pagan Min is a very close second. Yeah. The, my issue, the only complaint I have with Voss is that the studio that makes the Far Cry games has tried to repeat Voss in every game they've done since then. Mm. Yep. And so it's like Pagan Min was in Far Cry 4, and he was a really good villain, and he still had that same level of villainy and maniacalness and whatnot, but he he didn't quite have the same connection that Voss did. Yeah, yeah. He was still a very good villain. and He I, I, was, but the reason I was going to put him in over Voss was because he's more grounded, but then decided for a completely different direction. We'll get to that later. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, you're good. You're but that, like, that's my one complaint with Voss is that they've tried to repeat that, and it's like they got fairly close with four, and it was a good villain. Five just wasn't good. Jer- yeah, Jeremiah they, Seed was not They really lost a lot of that magic, and yeah. six was much better because it was voiced and audio ca- or um motion captured. motion captured by Giancarlo Esposito so like yeah. obviously <laughs> it's going to be good um you and I are not the same but it's still not quite that level that Voss reached yeah. and it's just it's just uh, yeah again one of those villains that really stands out nice yep cool so moving down to my number 2 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, moving down to my, my number three now is uh, Frank Front uh, Frank Fontaine or Atlas from Bioshock. Mm. So the entire storyline is this is now granted the I, I felt I had to put him right after Showdown because he uh, both villains from Bioshock were based on different aspects of Showdown. Okay. Uh, in fact, the entire game was based on System Shock Two, or at least the concept thereof. They just threw in other literary references, which I will leave nameless because most people start tuning out when that author is mentioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Frank Fontaine, or as you first meet him, Atlas is voiced by Cole Meany uh, from uh, Star Trek and uh, oh. Gangs in New York. And um, is that is that Tom uh, Cruise? Um, uh, shoot. What was the name of that movie? Irish immigrant comes over, uh, comes a, a a boxer. Oh, uh, 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 far and away, far and away. Yeah. Thank you. 
Good grief. Yeah, so the, he's the chief engineer guy, right? Yeah. Uh, from Star Trek? Okay. Yep. Curly hair. Yep. Irish. Yep. <laughs> a good Irishman. Um, anyway. He he was one of my favorites from Star Trek, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's also a very well well-established voice actor as well nice um so he's one of the uh, one of the guys that i was gonna call out earlier um anyway so you hear that iconic voice and of course me being me it's like oh yeah okay heritage countryman awesome uh but the whole time he's helping you conspire with other denizens with the little sisters and the big daddies the mr bubbles and trying to help you take down the evil Andrew Ryan. <laughs> and then as you're standing there in front of Andrew Ryan, defense, uh, who is defenseless, you have, I believe it's, I believe it's like a nine iron or something. It's some, like, some golf club. It's some, some <laughs> massive weighted golf club. Yeah, I think you're right. And then you just hear, have you not figured it out yet? Really? Would you kindly, would you, w- would you kindly take out Andrew Ryan? And just everything in the game, including like the way that the controls are handled, you have no choice now but to take out Andrew Ryan. Mm-hmm. And it was it it wasn't just that they lead you on the whole time that this character is your friend, much like Shodan earlier, but it's the fact that they even work the controls into it, mm-hmm. where it's this: no, you really have to do what he says. You are pre- your character is pre-programmed to respond to that phrase. Would you kindly? Huh. Yeah, because they had been using the would you kindly so much throughout the game that as a normal player, you don't really think anything of it. And then at the end, when they dropped that big reveal, it was just like that was just men- mental manipulation preconditioning me this entire time to get to this moment Dang. so that you could just drop that phrase. Right. And I was debating putting in the doctor who I am totally blanking on his name right now, except for the fact that in Bioshock 2, it turns out he was the good guy trying to destroy that research that led to your character being preconditioned to it. Um, so Not David Tennant, right? No. Okay. Just, just making sure, because that's the only Doctor Who I know. Oh. <laughs> I hurt inside for that one. <laughs> that was good, though. That, that was very good. Well done. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Frank Fontaine. Well, for my uh, my last one, again reaching way back to the same era as Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, the, the, um, oh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking. Ripto. That was it. Ripto's rage, Man, baby. Okay, that one's a blast into the nostalgia <laughs> there. Nope. Yep. Honestly, could not tell you what it looks like, could not tell you what the story was, could not tell you nothing. It was just fun. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, that's like a straight childhood pick yeah, there. Like, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's one of those moments where as soon as you had it, I had that, um, oh, shoot. Who was the uh, connoisseur in uh, uh, Ratatouille? Ego. Uh, oh, yeah. Anton Ego. I had an Anton Ego moment the moment you said it. It's like, eh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I immediately <laughs> had the sound of the butterfly that you get when you're zipping around. Yes. Like that, I had that audio cue come back to mind. I was like, oh, no. See, all I have in my head is. <laughs> <laughs> and just that short little fire burst. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that's a throwback. I yeah. like that pick. Like. I just remember spending so, so, so much time playing Spyro back in the day. <laughs> so many hours. 
And now I just feel guilty for not putting Ganon on here. <laughs> That's an honorable mention, don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my honorable mentions are like zip. I have nothing. Really? Like, I, well, okay. He did finish his list today. So. True. Yeah, I just finished my list today. And again, I'm not much of a gamer other outside of like specific games that I like. Okay, that one's cool. I'll play that one. Yeah, you can't really say your favorite <laughs> villain is the squeakers from Fortnite. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or or like even even like I don't even know who the villain in Hogwarts is yet. So like and I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but like I just they don't know yet. Tell you if you it's in the very beginning. So, yeah, you've seen him. I'm sure, but I just don't. Like, <laughs> okay. I wasn't paying attention or whatever. But like there's Rookwood, and then there's um. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the goblin's name. Uh, Ranrock. Uh, Ranrock. Ranrock. Yeah. Ran Ranrock. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I do know who that is, but I can't really say it's a favorite yet because I've only spent a couple of hours playing. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, like. There, there's very few specific villains that I know. So it's just like, I play the games, I have fun playing the games, mm -hmm. but I don't, like, I don't get into the lore behind it too much, so. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm on a very different side of that spectrum, yeah. so. <laughs> Absolutely, and I applaud you for it. <laughs> Not that many people would, but I do. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> oh. So my final pick, I think this one, you. this is the one I told you guys, I don't think you'll guess, but it won't surprise you once you hear it. Okay. My final pick is Trilla from Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. And, or also known as the second sister. Yeah. For the Knight, the yep. Inquisitors. And so she is on a very different spectrum than the other villains I picked because she is one that really gets that sympathy, specifically at the end. Like leading up mm. to that point, she's saying some things and there's always that question of like, was this actually, was what she was saying true? Was she trying to manipulate you to join her? Was she just trying to get you to turn against your friends? Like, what was there actually truth to what she was saying? And then at the end, when they really just n hammer the nail down and show this, like, no, she was actually being truthful. This is the proof. Her former Jedi master, your mentor, has confess to you this like yeah no that actually happened yeah what she said is true that's why i myself do not part like use the force anymore it's like it's just such a like compelling story and she's such a good character that a lot of fans of this game actually have gone as far to say that they think she should have been the main character of the game not cal because of how well written she was oh wow and she for me was good enough that i would love a prequel to the game that focuses solely on her and mm -hmm. what happened leading up to Order 66 and after that. Yeah. yeah. Her she's being just, recruited as, as an Inquisitor. Yeah. Well, you're like going through like that conditioning and being made into an Inquisitor because she was less in recruited and more voluntold by, by the Empire. Yeah, true. <laughs> it was just, she was so well written. She was really an enjoyable villain, one that really gets the sympathy and kind of like tugs at the heartstrings. And then at the end, when there's just that moment where she realizes like everything she's done. And a certain character shows up. I won't say it because you haven't finished the game, so I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but a certain a character shows up, and she, even her goes into full I think panic mode, and I, she just like has this look on her face, and she just like looks at you and is like, "Run!" Yeah, I think I might have seen that scene already. Was it okay. Vader? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's like as soon as like you hear that force effect and she freezes and she's like, you need to get out of here now. Mm-hmm. And you just see the genuine fear on her face. And it's yeah. just like it, that that was a moment when it's like I was already feeling sympathy for her after like everything leading up to that. But in that moment, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's how you feel anytime Vader walks into a room. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah, man, she's just such a good villain and like. Again, like if they made a prequel game that focused on her, I wouldn't hesitate to buy it. Like yeah. I would go out and pre-order it the day they announced it. Like, so in other words, EA, if you want a shot at le- winning that exclusive license back, <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of why I'm let Caleb buy it. Just <laughs> <laughs> make good games. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's part of why I'm so excited for the Jedi survivors. Like I don't think we're gonna get more backstory on Trilla. Um, but the villain that they've already shown and the writing abilities that that studio has shown is like, okay, we got this villain when you had pretty bare bones budget and EA didn't really believe in the game. Let's see what you can do with the villain when you have more money, more time, more people working on it. Have fun. Please give me something I am going to enjoy. I will say the, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor series is definitely, a. It's definitely a good balm to know that Respawn is working on that as opposed to Titanfall 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually had fun with Titanfall. Oh, yeah. Great series. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, that was that was my final pick. I had to go. I mean, as is tradition with me, I had to pick a Star Wars character. <laughs> oh, it's going to be tricky when we get to the anime because there's not really a legitimate anime for Star Wars. So. <laughs> Technically, there's cartoon, and then yeah, there's the, no, there is a legitimate with the, anime. Vi- the visions or Star Wars, yeah, yeah, Star Wars visions. But it's like those those were short stories. We don't get the same development and yeah. whatnot with the characters. So, might be a little off topic, but I would argue that yeah, it's it's more in the same sense that Samurai Jack had story development, not in the sense that typical Star Wars stories. But that do. was several seasons and not a single episode. Point being, it's all visual storytelling, not yeah. But again, it's still more time. True. Yeah. More time equals more <laughs> development. Sometimes. Definitely. I don't know where that voice came Definitely. from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Numero, f- numero three, four for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> David. <laughs> can I say, except you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maniacal laugh. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so uh, my uh, my final pick is a pretty sharp departure with exception to Handsome Jack and even still kind of a sharp departure there too cause this this villain is not he's pointedly not competent <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Dr. Lobato from uh, Psychonauts Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that is, honestly, that's an interesting pick, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 to an extent, I figure it's one of those that people would say, "Yeah, no, that fits." That yeah, okay, that would fit for you. Uh, yeah, that's so another it, one that I wouldn't have guessed, but as soon as I heard it, I was just kind of processed for a second. I was like, "Yeah, no, that works." <laughs> so is it basically the Mega Mind of of uh, video games? <laughs> by the name and by the the name of the game, you would imagine so. Doctor Lobato is a dentist. Okay, <laughs> and he literally takes the brain out of the camps, uh, out of the uh, the campers. 
that that is his entire plot point. Does he do it through the mouth? Uh, ish. <laughs> like cuts it from like the there and just like scoops or something. I don't know. So if you're familiar with the game, it's it's a pointedly very childish looking game. It's okay. pointedly very imaginative, right? And they stylize it to look vaguely like it's some kid's drawing come to life. Mm. Um, so it's not psycho, and that's actually oh, like a big part of it. Like you actually yeah. do d- various drawing things to get through some of the levels. So yes, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, collecting figments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it, it's pointedly not gory, except for the fact that you know this character is taking brains, and. The, the two moments that lead up to you discovering the big bad of the storyline is right at the beginning. You're sucked into basic braining um, with I'm forgetting the character's name, the sergeant, the drill, drill instructor. I don't remember. And one of the characters just makes the comment to the main character. I don't know where we are, but it looks like a dentist's office. Uh, oh, it's this blatant foreshadowing. And you're just thinking it's this one off line. Yeah. Because, no, that's that's too bizarre, even for what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> so. All right. So to me, that kind of makes it sound like it was some kid's nightmare of like the night before he goes yes. to the dentist. Yes. And is like. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that 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 is perfect. That is more perfect than He's you realize. Gonna cut my brains out. That is far more perfect teeth. than you realize. But the second point that uh, that really solidifies them for me is so the game's over twenty years old. I don't think anyone's going to care if I spoil it. Raz, the main well character, past that time frame. Oh, exactly. So. It's on the same level as Sixth Sense at this point. If you haven't played it, that's your fault. <laughs> Go play it. It's fun. It's probably free somewhere. Anything Legally. after five years. <laughs> Anything after five years. Ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say five. Yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so in fact, even if you've seen Endgame, or if you haven't seen Endgame, we're gonna spoil it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. By all means. All, all the people come back. <laughs> <laughs> snap. Oh, snap. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> somebody are, somebody should have said that in that movie. For the listeners, we are in a mood today. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. So anyway, the, the second scene is set up where Raz, the main character who... Um, Razzmatazz. Oh, sorry. But that actually is one of the many comments made about him. <laughs> um, so Raz and his family are a bunch of uh, uh, carnies who um, uh, <laughs> were uh, long ago cursed by an old gypsy woman where all of them will die in the water. So he thinks he literally cannot go in the water or he will die. Mm-hmm. And that's how he has interpreted the warnings from his parents. Okay. So he goes up to the shorefront at this summer camp for psychedelic students. Not, well, no, that fits too. Psychokinetic students. There we go. That's the more accurate one. Psychedelic. <laughs> no, it Whoa, fits. Man, dude. <laughs> it it fits. <laughs> um, and one of the few kids that he gets along with, Dugan, walks out of the water. Oh my gosh, Dugan, are you okay? TV. Dugan looks through his ears and there's nothing. Literally nothing. Like he just sees straight through his head, going through his ears. Um, (laughs) It's one of those, if you look at the presentation style of the game, you're just going to sit there like, no, that tracks. That tracks. And it's genuinely one of those things where it's, you hear people joking about it, but you never think it'd be something that would be 
that childishly cute, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better... Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but then uh, Dr. Lobato is pointedly, like, completely worthless as a villain. It's just the fact that he is just that pointedly worthless as a villain <laughs> that makes him so endearing to you. Yeah. Um, so it's the one that you love to love to hate. <laughs> Uh, maybe <laughs> no no sorry i'm honestly having a hard time following that right now <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's like it's one of those ones that's just like you you hate him but he's not really that hateable because he's not that good at what he does and <laughs> they sort of kind of rehabilitate him to an extent and then during the torture sequence it pardon cure very much air quotes yeah. uh, sequence in uh the second one Honestly, no. It's not a torture statement. It's it's an interrogation. It's so a, it's he, a mental interrogation, and you're basically going through his mind. So he puts him in a room with a guitar and and says, <laughs> basically. But um, it, it, it's it's the entry scene to the second game where that kind of solidifies it, where you honestly start to develop real sympathy for the character. Like, oh no, no one believed in you to begin. with. That's why you're doing something entirely different from what you actually trained to do. Why? Dude, no, stop. Just, no. <laughs> so it's it's just one of those moments where you're just sitting there like, who came up with this? <laughs> and it, it, It's the psychedelics. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but that game has always been very endearing to me, and Dr. Lobato is seriously part of it, and now that I'm mentioning it, I cannot... Hit, hit this topic without talking about the Milkman conspiracy level. It is iconic, it's perfect, and oddly has almost nothing to do with the main villain. Uh, which just goes further to emphasize how useless of a villain he really is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dr. Lovato is my number four. See, every time you say his name, all I can think is... Domo arigato, Dr. Lobato. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get a Lobata me than hear that song again. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds like we're about ready to get into our honorable mentions. Yep. Yep. And so I did a I little bit of phoning a friend for this one, reached out <laughs> to a couple friends. And so two honorable mentions. Can I ask the audience? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's Caleb. Sure. <laughs> um, of course, we've got to mention um, Ganon. Like, yep. that's an obvious honorable mention there. Like, we can't leave off Ganon. Like, he's been the core villain of the Legend of Zelda series from the beginning. Yeah. So, like, you can't not mention Ganon. He's mm-hmm. iconic. Bowser is another yep. really iconic villain. Of course. Um, yep. These are, like, they're K-Rule, a DDD. Donkey K-Rule, Kong. DDD. OG, come on, Donkey Kong. OG Donkey Kong. Uh, Yeah, you're right. He was a villain. OG Donkey Kong, yeah. There's so many classic ones. But uh, the ones that I got from my friends, uh, Tyler, I'm just going to read off his wording because he explained it 
too well for me to not just read off his exact wording. So okay. his first one was Yu Yevin from Final Fantasy X because he is my homeboy. He, he Obviously, he's right there with me on Final <laughs> Fantasy X. Um, and so he went with Yu Yevin, and this is what he wrote. Yevin was a bit more subtle, but he did organize an entire religion and relied on constant sacrifice from the people in order to maintain some sort of status quo under extreme obedience and penance. And that's what... I was speaking on earlier with sin and the whole final summoning and everything. He has this whole religion built off of him taking down this creature, quote unquote. You need the video game version of David Koresh. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just like the, the, like, I mean, it's just basically just this big ego trip just to get people to obey what he felt was right. The next one he picked was Comstock from Bioshock Infinite. And here's what he wrote for that. Comstock was a hyper-nationalist and xenophobic piece of crap that believed America wasn't America enough and split his ideologies literally into the sky where people could ascend to his ideals and make Columbia the ideal city in the sky at any cost. As long as you were part of his organization and his worships and foundations, the founding fathers, and did your job without question you would be welcomed into the holy city of Columbia. And I'm just shuddering at the idea of 10 soldiers again. Yeah. And it's just like, and he was just this, and it's also this idea that's like, literally anyone could become the hero or the villain based on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you're playing through Bioshock Infinite, you get to the end thinking, I'm taking out Comstock, this terrible person, just to find out you are Comstock. You have been playing as a younger version of Comstock the whole time, and you look through this portal into all of these alternate realities and see that literally no matter what you do, you always become that garbage person that is Comstock. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So Comstock is a awesome one, but oh, trying trying to make sense of the uh, Beyond the Sea storyline is yeah. insane. Yeah. Dang. And it's just, it's this crazy long story that like when you get to the end of it and you see that reveal you're just sitting there like but what no i stopped the villain how am i the villain (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's basically looper in video game form with better writing yeah 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 Yeah. basically (laughs) that makes sense and his next pick was odin from God of War Ragnarok. Mm, and okay. he, what, here's what he wrote about Odin. Odin believes himself to be the only one clever enough and powerful enough to be able to save the nine realms from ultimate destruction. He also had an aching need to find out if there was anything higher than himself, if there was a calling that he could do other than be immortal. <laughs> if there was a calling that he could do other than be immortal and engage in hijinks, he wanted to find deeper meaning for even the gods at the cost of literally anyone but himself. And you even see that in the game where he is mad at Thor and just straight up kills him. It's just like, you didn't obey me. You didn't do what I told you to do. You are a destroyer and nothing more. You do what I say. I am the leader. Huh. Dang. So he's just this like absolute monster and is like will literally sacrifice anything and everything because nothing matters to him that is not him. Yeah. Yep. So it's that basically a-, a more egocentric version of actual Norse mythology. Yeah. I would say it's a far shot from Marvel too. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay, credit to Marvel. You heard it here. 
<laughs> Credit to Marvel, they actually did pay attention to the sagas when actually writing the Thor, the original Thor storylines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few more mentions here from some friends. So a friend from work also gave me Andrew Ryan. So got mm-hmm. a good one there. He picked Darth Malak from Knights of the Old Republic, which mm. is fantastic villain. It's it's kind of a classic from the second one, right? From the first one. Who am I thinking of then? The second one had uh, Treya and Nihilus and... I'm thinking Nihilus. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So Malak was a Jedi uh, knight that was working with Revan throughout KOTOR and like trying to save the galaxy. And he and Revan both start dabbling and the dark side of the force kind of start to become corrupted and controlled by the dark side. And he does... Malak does what Siths do, betrayed his master. Mm -hmm. And that was... His betrayal is what ultimately helped the Jedi defeat and capture Revan because he was seriously wounded by a, the jet Bastilashan leading the Jedi after him and B Malak turning on him and leaving him to die. And then he is these overarching villain throughout the entirety of KOTOR. And it's like the whole time you're playing as Revan who has lost all of his memories, doesn't remember anything that happened, like the betrayal, the fact that Bastila, someone on his party was the one that was like hunting him down with intent to kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just this whole buildup to Malak, who is an awesome villain and an awesome design, by the way. <laughs> All right. So you just uh said something that I did not realize is that uh Revan was actually the main character of a video game. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did not realize that. I thought you just knew him from other like lore. No, no. he's um, from the video games. And you said that they're gonna be making there's supposed to be a remake of Code. A remake? Nothing no not much information about it yet. Okay, but yeah. then I will definitely check so that apparently out. The Switch oh. version is going to be a little bit wonky. Or is Switch that being... version. I think that's dude. just kind of games being ported to Switch. Honestly, <laughs> well, there have been some good ones. Some good ones, yes. But anyway, sorry. <clears throat> anyway, um, the next one there. There's two Mass Effect ones here. It was Sovereign from Mass Effect One, yep. and the Elusive Man from Mass Effect Two. Oh, oh. Yeah. So Sovereign, this is going to be a lot. So I'm not going to go all the way into it because we just frankly don't have the time to go into all of it. Sovereign, the short of it is he is one of the Reapers, which is the main overarching villain of the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Okay. And the Reapers are basically indestructible. And he is this Reaper that comes into our galaxy and uses his knowledge and whatnot to manipulate one of the other characters that is supposed to be the villain in the first mass effect. And he kind of like basically brainwashes him to the point that I'm forgetting the name of that villain from the family. I rushed through it. He's a Turian. I don't remember his name. Shoot. Cause he was a good villain. Um, but anyway, so he like basically brainwashes him to the point where he like thinks that he what he's doing is actually saving the universe. And the whole goal of the Reapers is basically Thanos. They wipe out the species that they deem unworthy of surviving mm-hmm. and leave the other species to evolve and potentially thrive or die on their own. Yeah. And so they go through every like century, wipe out the species that they feel need to be wiped out and restart the galaxy and they just keep cycling through this pattern. Yeah. And so that's like what sovereign has set up. The other is trying to do. So it's this big buildup. And like when you kill him, you're thinking, okay, we're good. Everything's safe. We're fine. And then you get into the second game and you, your main character is straight up killed in the opening cutscene of the first of the second game. 
and you turn <laughs> you find out it's like oh that was just one of the reapers Ooh. we we needed all of the militaries to kill him J- just him how are we going to fight an army of these things <laughs> and then the elusive man is he's a human that's a part of a different organization that is trying to find a way to help the galaxy survive but he is such for lack of a better word racist because he hates all of the other alien races he literally only cares about the betterment of the human race mm. And so it's like all of the other races, he's like, eh, that's fine. If they die, they die. As long as humans survive, I don't care. And so he's really this just like terrible garbage person that is willing to sacrifice. Kind of like what I was saying with Odin is just he's willing to sacrifice anyone if it gets him the goal that he thinks is right. Yeah. And he's like, he's a really good villain. And he's like plays a big role in both two and three. He's not really a villain in two. He's more of a like background antagonist that you don't really directly interact with mm-hmm. outside of video conversations and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he's just this overarching villain and ends up playing a really big role in the final sequence of the third game, c- tying in all of the Reapers that were connected to Sovereign. And it's just this big, overarching, beautiful story that's just so <laughs> friggin' good. <laughs> There's so much more that I could explain, but we are almost at an hour and we just don't have the time. I, I could do an hour of just talking about Mass Effect. And yeah. <laughs> All right, so I do have one honorable mention, and it's going to be crazy, but uh, so it's going to be the Patriots from Madden 99. Uh, (laughs) 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 They killed us in the bill, uh, killed us Buffalo Bills. Uh, I would not have guessed that. (laughs) Jokingly, I would not have guessed that. My brother and I played Madden all the time when we were kids. Nice. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to say. <laughs> my, it was. My last honorable mention, a game that I love, Jack 3, Count Vigor. He was the main villain that was trying to like he was the reason that your character got exiled into the desert and was left for dead. He's the reason that you were experimented on and became not even human, quote unquote, anymore. He's the reason he was like trying to stop these creatures from coming from space, but as time goes on, it turns out I was like, oh, you know what? No. Bring them in. I'll just control them and do what I want anyway. Ooh. So, like, again, that's there's a lot to it. I'm not going to go into it, but, like, he's another good one that I had to throw in there. Nice. Yep. So I've got a couple myself. Some of you have already mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, anyone, anyone from Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> um, but one of the others that stand out for me, just because it was one of the first games I actually got to play, uh, Mecha Hitler from Wolfenstein uh, <laughs> from <laughs> 3D. Uh, just just because it's it's one of those things that people joke about constantly, and I was born at that point where I'm not really sure which came first, mm. <laughs> if it was the jokes or that. Yeah. Um, but getting to the ninth level of Wolfenstein 3D for the first time, and then you just open the door and you hear this very roboticized Guten Tag. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's just like that initial reaction is like, surely they didn't. Oh, no, they did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely one of my honorable mentions. As, as pathetic as that is. <laughs> um, but um, and, and I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'd be remiss considering what a fan of the series I am. 
and granted, it's become kind of a bastardization of the character now, but um, Pyramid Head from Silent mm-hmm. Hill, uh, mm-hmm. Silent Hill Two, who again just to set it straight, because it's overused in the films. Hint, hint, <laughs> hint. Um, <laughs> He is a motif that does not belong in the films at all uh, Mm. because James is not there. Uh, He is all the dark aspects of James magnified into one being. Okay. Um, And they did a a good job, I felt, in Silent Hill 2 to portray him as that. Yeah. And just like, no, he's every base instinct James has. Okay. And just no inhibition to control it whatsoever. He's just base instinct. He is the definitive personification of a lizard brain huh. trapped in his own head. Damn. Um, and then they and say what you will about homecoming. They did a good job of explaining arguably a little heavy handed, but they did a good job of pointing out like, no, 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 that's who this character is. There can be multiple because James base baser instincts are pulled multiple ways. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So I digress. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, I have one honorable mention that is actually kind of more serious, but kind of a joke as well because it's not a main villain and it's not really one single person. Um, <laughs> but it's something that got me into PlayStation VR. Or it, VR in general is the orc hordes and and dragons <laughs> and stuff from Elven Assassin. Yes, such a fun game. I love it. <laughs> I wish I could play it on PlayStation. Come on, PlayStation, put it on PlayStation Plus. Or I wish the developers Plus, would but... finally finish it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's one of my favorite VR games, and I can't even play it on my game so, or on my my oh, system. Fun. I mean. <laughs> But yeah, nice. But other than that, I mean, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, so we hope everyone is enjoying the Mount Rushmore series. We've got a few other ones planned out. Uh, the next Rushmore one we're going to do is going to be the video game heroes, just continuing on the trend. And then we'll, we've got a few other categories that we want to play around with, but hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we would love to see any feedback. So if you've got us on social media, Comment some of your favorite video game villains. And other than that, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.